Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention, terrorists. Hold on. Here's Tara's Daily Rant. Good morning, Lee. Hey, Tara. All right, so we'll pick up where I meant to pick up at the beginning of the show a couple of hours ago. Donald Trump had a great week this week. He really did. Um, and one of the things him going to Palestine made me realize is that I have maybe been a little unfair to our Democrat friends. Have you now? Yes. On the rare occasion I am wrong, I admit it. Almost never happens. Um, but this is one of those days. You know, I have savaged, and correctly so, Pete Buttigieg and Joe Biden for not showing up in East Palestine. But quite frankly, it did not dawn on me until Trump went there. Republican leadership hasn't bothered to show up either. Where's Mitch McConnell? Mm-hmm. I mean, this would have been a great opportunity for a press conference with everyone standing behind him. Where is he? Yeah. Um, and you can clearly see the Democrats do not give a rip about the working class anymore. They do not care. So that's over. Um, these people are like gum stuck to the bottom of their shoe that they don't want to have to deal with, but they're being forced to. Um, and forced to by Trump, who forced Buttigieg to go this week. Buttigieg whining like a little baby a couple of days ago. He's out with his husband. They have just come from dinner, and he says, "Oh well, you know, um, I'm not. I haven't gone to Palestine because I'm taking some personal time." Uh, okay. Right now, I'm taking some personal time, and I'm walking down the street. Are you going down there? <clears throat> What's up? Are you going down there at all? Um, yep, I am. When are you going? Uh, I'll share that uh, when I'm ready. Okay, I'm talking thank you. Yeah. Well, he's then forced to go, but I think he stepped in it worse. Because of the absolutely obnoxious way that he handled the locals. I mean, the contrast between him and Trump is sharp. Uh, here's a mashup from Fox. He was quick to ignore many reporter questions on the federal government's lack of urgency. His press secretary even stepping in, refusing to answer the questions most Ohioans are asking. Watch this. Mayor Pete, why did it take you an entire two and a half weeks to actually get here to respond to East Palestine? Will you apologize to the residents of this city for, for the, the, the slow response? To the government's slow response, do you have any apology? I'm press person, I can help you. Sure, I'm, I'm sure, sure, person. sure. So can, can, can we ask why it took him almost three weeks to get here? I, I'm sorry, I don't want to do this on camera. Don't you think you should be able to ask questions from the American public that Absolutely. you serve? Absolutely, I would like to do it without the camera on. Please. Can I ask why? I think that is a little bit aggressive. A little bit aggressive? You're the press secretary, yeah, exactly. honey. That's your job. You're supposed to. Good grief. Like, what? These people think they're royalty. Yeah. And what you couldn't see there, because this is radio, so I'll paint a picture. 
she was running after Pete Buttigieg, trying to ask. It wasn't just her. It was a whole yeah. bunch of reporters. She's just the closest you could hear her. Um, but um, they're running after Buttigieg. Buttigieg does a Biden, gives him his back, and walks off. The press secretary, you can kind of hear there's like his press secretary, Buttigieg, is like, hey, um, you know, I'm here. You can ask me. And then so they all turn their cameras toward yeah. her. And this is not, again, the typical press gaggle um, of CBS, ABC, NBC that asks no real questions. This is locals. These are local bloggers, local television. They're all there. And she tells them to turn off their cameras or she's not answering questions. And then when they won't, which is not a reasonable request. Lee, this was a press conference. Yeah. There's cameras at a press conference, yes, there except are. for our royal cameras elites, and I suppose. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you've been to plenty of them, right? Yep. I mean, can you imagine at a press conference an official going, hey, turn your cameras off. I don't want to be like, this is a press conference, yeah. moron. I mean, what the heck? I've never heard of such a thing. And I was a reporter. Um, and then when they won't turn their cameras off, she's a- they're asking her the most basic question she should have anticipated. She runs. She's running. She goes and puts a car between herself and them. That's what you can't see on this. Listen, listen to her. Listen to the ab- absolute entitled obnoxiousness of these people from Washington. Pete Buttigieg, by the way, has long since fled. They can't reach him. And so now they're trying to get her to answer. And can we also ask, too, why it, uh, you know, he waited until President Donald Trump came here to actually make an appearance? This is a very important question that people across America would like to know. I'm happy to have a conversation with you. I do not want to be on camera. I have well, a quick question for you real quick. My name is Lexi Sherman with the Daily Caller News Foundation. Can we ask what the Secretary of Justice is going to do with Jenny Kerr? You guys, I would like you guys to turn your cameras off. You're not on my happy. camera. Well, I'm on a camera. I would like the cameras to be off, and then I'm happy to talk to you guys. Well, if you're the press secretary of the Secretary of the Department of Transportation, don't you think you should be able to ask questions from the American public? That Absolutely. I would like to do it without the camera on. Can I ask why? I think that is a little bit aggressive. That's why. And why I just is want it aggressive? I'm on behalf of the American people. I'm just asking why he has not been here until Donald Trump. He's asked him three several times to then turn the cameras off and they will not do it. I do not. I will walk this way. These are ivory tower types. They do not appreciate being questioned by Grundoons. These are people who are in D.C. They know all the right people. They're connected to everybody who's important. They go to all the important um, press events that you get to go to with the free food um, and the shrimp and the lobster piled high and the free wine. This is how they live in D.C. And they don't they they do not appreciate some local reporter, some daily caller reporter putting a microphone in their in, in their in their face. Who the heck do these people think they are? These are Americans. And only Donald Trump talks to people like that. Nasty kind of people. Yeah, their arrogance is showing. Oh, they're not even hiding it anymore. Yeah. They're, they're not even hiding it. And and again, I, I earlier, I think this, it used to, I mean, you remember this, Leon. You've been doing news for longer. Do you remember whenever there's a, like think Katrina, right? Mm-hmm. Whenever there's a national disaster of some kind. Yeah. The Democrats and the Republicans, I mean, they trip over each other trying to get to the site. Right. And then it gets political. One right. blames yeah. the other. Yeah. They blame the boogeyman of the big corporation. What I know, pick yeah. one, whatever. We know how the script would have gone. Oh yeah. That that they are that the swamp, including the GOP leadership, has not bothered. That's a sea change. That's a sea change. And with the Democrats, again, I know what it is. They figure, well, 
We don't need to worry about what you plebes think. I mean, we've got the FBI sitting there monitoring all your stupid posts. We're just going to take them down if we don't like them. So we don't have to do things like show up in public, mm-hmm. walk around on the soiled streets of East Palestine, bathe in that nasty water. God forbid, drink it. We're not eating your food at your diner. Did you fix that with the water? I mean, this is how they are. I'm telling you, this is how they are with their friends. They got the FBI to clean up the mess. That's not ended. We know that from the Twitter files. That's fact. And then on top of that, they know, look, uh, they can just, you know, if a little absentee ballot fraud's needed, they'll just have Department of Homeland Security build an algorithm um, to censor any mention of absentee ballot fraud, take down millions of posts and thousands of accounts, and that'll go away too. So there's no need to pretend anymore, and they're not pretending. What you're seeing is who they are. That's what you're seeing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, you make a very good point, though, that where, where's the Republican leadership on this? Because after three weeks, this is an opportunity for the GOP to go after the Biden administration on policy and on issues and, and you know, on their failure of leadership. And wh- where are they? They're, they're, n- they're nowhere to be found. I mean, obviously, you've got some of the local politicians who have skin in the game there um, who are responding. But those folks aren't getting national attention unless it's Tucker Carlson or, or some of the other uh, right-leaning media outlets. Um, but, you know, where are these people? If, if we're truly interested, if Republicans are truly interested in defeating Biden or whoever the Democratic nominee is in 2024, this is an opportunity. Are you, are you making political hay out of a bad situation? Yes, everybody does that. That's politics. That's life. That's reality. That's what always happens. When bad things happen and there are people to be held responsible and when there are politicians involved, it's going to be brought up. As painful as that may be for the folks who were involved in it on the ground. Okay, and I agree with you, absolutely. But there's actually a legit reason for, say, a Mitch McConnell, who is, the, in fact, the leader of the Republican Party to be there, and it's this. He should be there stomping his shoe on the ground and demanding, damn it, I want an emergency declaration so they can get the same funds the monkeypox victims did yeah. when they got their emergency declaration. And he should be out there pointing out, look, Pete Buttigieg, Transportation Secretary, was able to do, you know, do a round of awareness interviews and commentary around monkeypox and yet couldn't even be bothered to comment for days on this. He wouldn't even speak of it. He wouldn't deign to. This is where Republicans can get away, I think, with doing this and, and going there and stomping your foot and demanding the EPA better damn well put out an emergency declaration. And we know why they're not. And that's because these are working class people. And that's because these Democrats now have a disdain for the working class. But you know what? We are here. We are the Republicans. We want you. We want your votes. And we're going to get this done or we're going to hold them accountable. That would have been justified because of the obstinance of the Democrats. And yet the Republicans, they let it go. So who wasn't there? Let's look. Trump was there. Mitch McConnell? Nope. AWOL. Okay. I'm going to give Kevin McCarthy a bit of a pass on this because he is down at the border doing what he should be doing, which is drawing attention to that. Yep. And that was pre-scheduled, and that was a committee meeting. So I'm going to give Kev a pass. I'm tough on Kev, but if Kev's Kev gets a pass today, okay? But you know what? Send Steve Scalise. Dang yeah, it. Yeah, somebody. Send Mitch McConnell. Somebody was for send Elise Stefanik. I love her. She's great. Yeah. Um, send one of them to make that point that I, that is not hard, and only Trump will bother. That was an easy score. And he wrote the check for that. And he did. So here's the thing. This is a perfect primer, a perfect learning lesson on the absolute and complete growing disdain of the swamp, of the ruling class, of the swamp for the American people. Cannot be bothered. 
Oh, Nikki Haley. This would have been a great opportunity. She could have done it, right? Where's she? Where's Tim Scott? Oh, there at a, a Bush fundraising summit. Can, I trying to outcompete each other for Bush dollars. Lovely. So glad Trump found it in his busy schedule to go out there. He was the only one who gave a damn. I think he's the only one of these people that I just mentioned who's truly American and represents Americans. Heck, our president is in Ukraine and Poland for the love of all that's holy. Jeez. Terrorists want it. Hear the Terror Show weekday mornings on 1063 WORD and the Odyssey app.